Hi, I'm Ezra Fieldsmeyer. And I'm Casey Cantrell. And welcome to Animation and Beyond. That's right. And it is episode seven. And we forgot last week to mention what we were going to be talking about for this episode. So could you tell us what the heck we're talking about? We're talking about Detective Pikachu, which is out this Friday. It is the latest Pokemon film and also the latest film adaptation of a video game. And so that's what we're going to be talking about, as well as all sorts of things. Pokemon, the history, the video games, the shows and movies, all that good stuff. Yeah. But before we get into that, let's talk about the news. Uh, The new animated Star Trek show is coming to Nickelodeon. I don't know much about it, though, but they haven't said when it's going to come out. But this fall, there's going to be a new show continuing the VeggieTales franchise called The VeggieTales Show, and it'll premiere this October at sometime this fall. Cool. And I heard some sad news this week that Peter Mayhew, who was the original actor for Chewbacca, had passed away at the age of 74. That's right. He died of a heart attack, sadly. I know. Really sad. Yeah, he's one of the few original... So he played Chewbacca in the original trilogy, Mm -hmm. and he reprised his role for both the prequel trilogy in -hmm. Revenge of the Sith, and he also reprised his role in The Force Awakens. He did retire before he passed away. Right. So someone else was playing Chewbacca in The Last Jedi? Yep. Do you have any any favorite moments of Chewbacca from any of the films? Like in Return of the Jedi when he saw a dead creature in an in an inn and then he were caught by the Ewoks. Right. That was funny. Or when Chewbacca gets really upset that Kylo Ren killed his best friend, Han Solo. And he kind of hulked out for a second there. He's just one of the most iconic Star Wars characters of all time. He'll be sorely missed. Also, there's a new Spongebob game show Mm -hmm. launching on Facebook and YouTube later this year in honor of the show's 20th anniversary. What's that game show going to be like? I don't know yet, but it'll be about trivia of the show. Okay. Also, there was a new trailer this week for the Sonic the Hedgehog movie, which will be out in theaters November 8th. Yeah. And it's a CGI live action adventure comedy film based on the video game franchise. Right. I heard there's been a controversy of how fans have reacted negatively to the way Sonic looked, and they're going to change his appearance because of that negative backlash. Yeah, it's kind of shocking just how quickly fans express their anger about that. And I guess it was so drastic that, you know, six months before it's supposed to be released, they're going to go back and edit all the scenes with Sonic and sort of remake how his character looks. I also heard some news that Angry Birds AR Isle of Pigs was released. Mm -hmm. And also today is the Microsoft Build Conference where Microsoft's announcing new versions of their software and stuff. Cool. Do you know about any uh, big announcements? Like they announced like Edge, the new web browser coming to Mac and Mm -hmm. some other things and new features and whatnot. And today also was a new trailer for Spider-Man Far From Home, the sequel to 2017's Spider-Man Homecoming that starred Tom Holland. Right, so no spoiler alerts for Avengers Endgame, but we can presume that Spider-Man survives in Avengers. Have you seen the the new Avengers movie? I didn't, know. I haven't seen it either. It's just 
everyone's going to see it. It made like what three hundred fifty million dollars in its opening weekend yeah. in the United States alone. I think so. Yeah, which is pretty crazy. But yeah, so they're going to be continuing the Marvel films. Also, last week was Facebook F8 conference where Facebook announced a new redesign of the Facebook app and new features coming to Messenger. Like what kind of me- uh, features? Like for instance, they're also announced things coming to Oculus, WhatsApp, and Instagram, its sister apps, and Facebook, the website itself, will be redesigned later this year. Okay. And tomorrow's the Google I.O. conference where Google will announce new products. This is all happening a month before Apple does announce its new stuff at the Worldwide Developers Conference. Lots of new announcements of new gear, software, all that good stuff. Yeah. All right, so that's it for the news this episode, and now it's time for our feature presentation. Did you just talk? Whoa. Did you just understand me? Oh my god! You can understand me! Stop! I've been so lonely! They try to talk to me all the time. All they hear is Pika Pika. Uh, you can hear him, right? Pika Pika! Yeah! Pika Pika Pika, he's adorable. You're adorable. They can't understand me, kid. Can no one else hear him? I don't need a Pokemon, period. And what about a world-class detective? Because if you want to find your pops, I'm your best bet. We're gonna do this. As we said, we're talking about Detective Pikachu for this episode. It stars Justice Smith as the lead, as well as Ryan Reynolds voicing the titular Pikachu. And I just want to say before we get into the discussions, so Ryan Reynolds has his own YouTube channel, and I've really been enjoying his oh. behind-the-scenes looks into voicing a character as iconic as Pikachu. Yeah, and He's doing a lot of tongue-in-cheek kind of things about trying to get into the role of Pikachu and what that's all like. So yeah. he's been having a lot of fun with it. But yeah, so can you tell us a little bit about who the writer director all those good things are behind this film the movie is directed by rob letterman mm-hmm. and there's a four screenwriters for the movie mm-hmm. it was released last week on may 3rd in japan it's going to be released this friday in the u.s mm-hmm. and what is the movie about about pokemon that takes place in a fictional city called rhyme city mm-hmm. where there's a young man whose name is tim goodman who's a former Pokemon trainer, who's looking for his missing father, and then he finds Pikachu, and they go and venture to investigate missing Pokemon. Right, and so we run into a lot of different Pokemon, it sounds like, so... Like Charmander, this Mime Pokemon. Yeah, Mr. Mime. So actually, before we go into the movie a little bit more, what are Pokemon? What are they? They're like a race of different creatures, beasts, and monsters. Right. And so it's set up in this world where there are these Pokemon, which are basically animals, and there are Pokemon trainers who catch these Pokemon, train them, raise them to battle each other. Yeah. And a lot of the Pokemon are based on real-life animals. Charmander, he's based on Salamander. Squirtle is another one. Yep. Based on a turtle. So lots of familiar animals just given a bit of a twist, and they have special moves and special attacks that they use during battles. Yeah. Pokemon was first introduced. Uh, what what year was Pokemon created? 1996. Yeah. When it was first introduced to the world, there were only 150 Pokemon. That number has ballooned now. There are like thousands now. There are thousands of Pokemon now, which I know is, is the source of lots of debates. 
you have a lot of people who argue they only like the first generation of Pokemon. There are other people who are more open to other generations. There are people who were first introduced to Pokemon when it was the third or fourth or fifth generation of Pokemon. Yeah, like very late 90s, early 2000s. Right, right. Card game, video games, shows, yeah. movies. Like, which is, it's part of Nintendo. Right. Well, I don't have an exact number, but there have been at least 20 games. And one of the most popular now is Pokemon Go, which is an augmented reality game. And it was launched a few years ago, and it's become a big success, and so many people have used it. Yeah, and a lot of people still play it. It's kind of died down, but I remember when that game first came out, a lot of people played it. There even have been some incidents of people when they played them. What do you mean? Like, they were too distracted by something during a major, like, situation or something. Right, yeah, I've heard... Like when they're driving cars or stuff. Right, there are people who perhaps got a little too involved in the game, but clearly the game was a worldwide phenomenon. Yeah, despite some of the controversies. Right, and even for, I think, for people who don't play the games, never watched the shows as a kid... Pokemon have become such a part of the culture and such iconic characters. Yeah, like, there's those iconic, like, Pokemon balls that open. Yeah, it's kind of, you know, it reminds you of, like, how the Simpsons are so iconic that everybody knows about who. And, or, or Mickey Mouse, Bugs Bunny, Sesame Street. Exactly. All, all these shows that even if you've never watched an episode of, in your lives, you know about those characters because they're just everywhere. And there's a fun fact about Pokemon, Ezra, that you told me about in terms of what year it was created. I was born that year. That's right. And some were other things made that year. Mm, like what? I think it was the release of movies like Live Action 101 Dalmatians, Nutty Professor, Matilda, I mean, Independence Day, The Hunchback of Notre Dame, Space Jam, Muppets Treasure Island, and some others. I was six when Pokemon was released, and I remember at school, it seems like just overnight, everybody was playing with the Pokemon cards, and yeah. it became a whole thing, where they were playing the video games. On the early Game Boy. Right, on the, on the Game Boy. Or the NES, those old school consoles. Right, well, I think it was just for the Game Boy Color, I want to say, was when the first Pokemon games were released. Yeah. I remember because... At the time, I had two other brothers, and for Christmas, my mom bought us all a Game Boy Color to share. Got it. And she also bought us all three of the Pokemon games, so red, blue, and yellow. And Got it. what my brothers and I did is we all picked one and played that version. So I picked red because Charizard was my favorite Pokemon. The red, who's that Pokemon's red? Well, I guess orange technically, but he was the Pokemon that was on the game for Pokemon red. Mm -hmm. Pokemon blue was Blastoise and the Pokemon yellow was Pikachu. My oldest brother, he picked Pokemon blue and my youngest brother was stuck with <laughs> Pokemon yellow. Mm. That's a funny childhood memory. Yeah. It was also a lot different because back then the Game Boy didn't have any like built-in light system. So you could only play it as long as there was light outside, which was a pain in the butt. So if you're going on a long drive at a certain point, you just wouldn't be able to see the screen anymore. Yeah. And so it was a whole thing of like fighting for the Game Boy and then trying to make the most out of it before God, it got too yeah. dark. 
So yeah, a lot of fun childhood memories attached to the video games. But there was also a show that was made based on Pokemon. Ash, like the boy who's Pikachu's best friend. Right. Yeah, Ash Ketchum. Kind of on the nose with the last name. His mission in the show was to catch them all. And that led to the iconic theme song. The premise of the show was that we followed Ash and his friends on these many adventures to catch Pokemon. And it was a anime manga style show. Right. And one of his friends, I remember, was a girl. Mm-hmm. Named we- Misty. And there were some movies made from the Pokemon series, like, based on the Pokemon like series. Late 90s, early 2000s, but they, although at the time when they were released, they were unfavorably received from critics. And, and that kind of makes sense because the if you watch those Pokemon movies now, like they do not cater at all to an audience who doesn't know what Pokemon are. There have been some later Pokemon films which were direct-to-video and, and not in theaters like the earlier ones. Right, right. Detective Pikachu is the first Pokemon film to be released theatrically since 2001, I want to say. Yeah, or 2001, 2002, I think. Yeah, it's been about almost two decades. And also, it is the first movie or show or anything that doesn't involve Ash in any way. So it's all new characters. None of the familiar characters that we know, Ash, Misty, Brock, um, are in this. The Pikachu is a different Pikachu than the one we're familiar with. He also talks, but he's only heard by Tim in the movie. And this movie, I know, is also the first PG-rated Pokemon films because those earlier animated ones they did were rated G. Right. <laughs> not a huge step. It's not like jumping from PG to PG-13 or even to I. But for family movies, though, it's sure. PG. But I'm saying the earlier ones they did were rated G. Right. And as you said, this is also a live adaptation of the video game. It's the first live action Pokemon film ever. It's funny that you mentioned Sonic the Hedgehog during the news because there was a lot of grief over that trailer that came out about how Sonic the Hedgehog looked. Sonic the Hedgehog is a video game character. From Sega. Right. But the thing is, in that movie, they made the decision to go photorealistic. And I think a lot of fans just were not happy with that decision. And Pokemon is doing the same thing, I think, with going kind of photorealistic. But you haven't heard as much outcry from fans. Why do you think that is, Ezra? Because he looks a bit more realistic and more like Pikachu because for Sonic it didn't even look like the actual character yeah so I think Detective Pikachu is trying to stay faithful to the design of the Pokemon even if they are updating the looks a little bit Mm -hmm. so Pikachu is a mouse and so he has hair and everything in the show they don't bother to individually draw each bit of hair but when it's a live action film they have to do that But I think the filmmakers made a great effort to stay true to the design of the characters. Yeah. And I think that's a good jumping off point for specifically talking about film adaptations of video games. There's a long and not so storied history, I would say, of film adaptations of video games. Generally, they are very poorly received. To the point that, in fact, right now, because Detective Pikachu has a 70% on Rotten Tomatoes, it's the highest rated... (laughs) Like, critically. Yeah, the highest rated adaptation of a video game. 
ever. There have been, like, films in the 90s that weren't well-received, like, one based on, like, Street Fighter and another cult film based on Super Mario Brothers. And I did hear that Illumination, the creator of the Despicable Me franchise, Mm -hmm. is going to do a Mario Brothers film that'll come sometime in the next few years. Right. It'll be computer animated this time. Why do you think, especially those early attempts at adaptations... They were pretty unfavorably received. Yeah. Because maybe for video games weren't, were big, but not not as big at the time, and they were ahead of the game, meaning people weren't ready for such things yet then. Right. Also, there's been a few years ago, Assassin's... Assassin's Creed. Which is the highest grossing video game movie, and which is getting a sequel this later this year. Oh, really? And its predecessor was the Angry Birds movie, which is the highest grossing animated film based on a video game series. That film, however, didn't get negative reviews, but mostly a mixed response. Yeah, so I think that's a good thing to say, is that even if the movies aren't necessarily well-received... Clearly, they have a lot of fans, and they do make pretty good money at the box office, so they keep getting made. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, which is the first ever movie about video games, was the classic science fiction movie Tron. Mm, that's right. And so is its sequel, Tron Legacy, and the follow-ups in that franchise that Disney did. Right. And so it was Wreck-It Ralph, the 2012 Disney animated film, and its sequel, Ralph Breaks the Internet. They had some video game references in the film, and those fictional make-believe video games they put in the movie were inspired by some real games. Yeah, that's a good point to make, that movies that are not necessarily based on a specific game, but are based around the concept of video games, they tend to actually do pretty well um, and be received pretty well. Same with Toy Story, which has like some toys in the film that are ones based on real toys and some that are based on their own idea. Right. That's interesting. Why do you think that is? Why does that work seem to work better with people than an actual adaptation of a video game? I'm not sure. It's based on its own idea. And it had a good story that was understandable. Mm -hmm. Its sequel, Ralph Breaks the Internet, was about video games too, though. But it was in the internet world, but it did have some internet video games and stuff. So you you think it's more approachable? Yeah, like, it's also similar to the worlds that Pixar's been doing. Mm -hmm. You have these video game references are easier to approach, I think, because... I think a lot of people have had the opportunity to play one a video game of one form or another when you make a movie that's about video games rather than about a particular video game. It's a lot more general. It's a lot more open. If you make a specific video game adaptation, it's probably only going to appeal to people who have played that video game, right? Yeah, but I liked a lot of those films that a lot of critics didn't like. Sure. Like what video game? Uh, what film adaptations of video games have you? Angry Birds movie though, which got not negative reviews like a lot of others, but mixed. Right. And I liked uh, video game adaptations. Like, cult classics like Super Mario Brothers, Street Fighter, and stuff like that. Yeah. Why can't critics just give these films positive responses? <laughs> well, let's evaluate that, because I think you have a very interesting perspective on criticism and what movies you like and while critics don't seem to like. Why do you think critics are more inclined to... They have the right to give whatever review they want. Right. But why do you think it's the case that you like a lot of films that critics and others perhaps don't? I just have an interesting perspective. Could you tell us a little bit about your perspective? What What do you see when you look at a film like Angry Birds and you like it a lot, uh, whereas others might not so much? I like it because it's colorful, it's funny, and it's high tech and stuff like that. And I like the way it looks. I like it because of its appearance and what it looks like. 
Are you as concerned about story or things like that? Not so much, though. I just want to see what they have in them. Okay, so you're more concerned about the looks. The plot is not as... uh... But sometimes what makes it a story is what they have in them. Sure. Yeah, so it sounds like you have different priorities when you watch a film. Yeah. Okay. You know, we've we've definitely gone on attention here. So to bring it back about Detective Pikachu, what are some of the things you're looking forward to seeing in this film? Like the battles and action sequences and the CGI Pokemon. Mm-hmm. I'm excited to see Charizard. Charizard's still my favorite Pokemon ever. Yeah. All right. So I think that'll be it for our discussion about Detective Pikachu. Again, it is coming out this Friday, correct? Yep. We're going to check it out. We'll see if it breaks through that barrier of video game adaptations being critically maligned and if it'll actually be well-received. So that'll be interesting to watch. So that'll be it for this episode, but not to make the same mistake twice. What are we going to be talking about for our next episode as? The remake of Aladdin. That's right. Another remake, a live action remake of a Disney classic. This time Aladdin. This time Aladdin. And yeah. So now that leads to our trivia questions. So to answer last episode's question, which was... What was SpongeBob's original name and what was also the show's name? Um, I actually don't know this, so I'm going to give it a shot. And I'm going to say his name was Sponge Kevin Rectangle Shorts. Nope. His original name was SpongeBoy and the original name of the show was called SpongeBoy Ahoy. (laughs) Well, there you go. I was totally off. I only got the first part right, but there you go. And then they later change it to SpongeBob because SpongeBob is the name of a mop, and that SpongeBob's better, and it's more original. <laughs> SpongeBob is the name of a mop? Brand of mops, so they change it to SpongeBob because it's more original. That's so funny. Well, that's a great little factoid about SpongeBob, especially just in time for its 20th anniversary, which was last week, right? Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. All right, so now for this episode's trivia question. The Simpsons originally appeared as a series of shorts on a variety sketch show. What was the name of that show? Awesome. So if you know the name of that show, uh, let us know by sending us an email or leaving us a message on our Facebook page. If you do and you know the answer and you give us the right answer, we'll give you a big old shout-out on the next episode. Okay, Ezra, hit us with that outro. Animation and Beyond is written and produced by Ezra Fieldsmeyer and Casey Cantrell with music by Noam Fieldsmeyer. We'd like to give a big thanks to the family and friends who have supported this podcast. Got a comment, question, or recommendation for future episodes? Let us know by leaving us a comment on our Facebook page. Or send us an email at animationbeyond at gmail.com. Thank you for listening, and we'll see you in the next episode of Animation Beyond. Bye! See ya!